Good morning, everyone. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, we're going to continue where we left off uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm very thankful for this opportunity and thankful uh, for this opportunity to preach that Pastor has given me. And I'm very glad that some of you still came, even after uh, you, you learned that I'm going to be preaching this morning. And, oh, all right, the kids will be dismissed. <laughs> I almost forgot. All right. Last week, we had a wonderful week of missions conference. Um, we had three people saved during the week. Our missionaries were able to lead three people to the Lord. And, and also, uh, yesterday, Brad and Chase were able to lead three people to the Lord. And uh, praise God for that. And we were able to make some visits as well. A couple of months ago, Chase was able to lead a lady to the Lord. And we wanted to go make a visit. So when we went there, uh, she wasn't home, but her dad was sitting outside. I think he said it was the first time he came outside. He's sick. So uh, we asked if we could talk to him a little bit. And Chase did a great job sharing the gospel to him. And so uh, uh, we don't really know if he's safe or not. He, he's been around church a little bit, so he's heard a lot of things. But Chase was able to explain the gospel very clearly to him. So I'm very excited for what the Lord is doing uh, in our church and through our church. Acts chapter 2. Verse 14, I'm going to start at verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it, it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in the days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, and blood and fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Very familiar pa passage to many of us. This is uh, Peter's first sermon. First time preaching after he was filled with the Spirit. Up to this point, men had been spiritually separated from God because of sin and, and because of Jesus, through Jesus Christ, because of his death, burial, and resurrection. And he rose three days later. He made it possible to, for us to have a relationship with him. And after, uh, Pastor preached on this a little bit, uh, after people accepted Christ as their Savior, the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in us, lived in those people that trusted Christ as their Savior. At this moment, we see that in Acts chapter 2, that the Holy Spirit is living inside of these believers, people who have trusted Christ as their Savior, and he, the Holy Spirit was dwelling in in, in the lives of the believer, believers. And Peter here is quoting Joel chapter 2 here from the Old Testament. Joel prophesied that the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us 
and we will proclaim the word of God. We will preach the gospel. Every one of us will have the power to proclaim the word of God to the entire world. God has given us the power to proclaim his word. We see at Pentecost that the Holy Spirit came and lived in the believers and enabled them to proclaim God's truth in languages that they have not even heard of. We see an example of that during our missions conference when the International Choir were singing. They were singing different languages and uh, most of us didn't know what it meant. Well, we, we knew what the song was about, but that's kind of what it was like. The people were talking in languages that they had not even heard of. And in this uh, verse 14 earlier, we see that the people were accusing them of being drunk. And Peter gets up and says, no, these men, these people are not drunk. It's too early, especially during those days. It's too early to get drunk. Now, Peter stands up and he's addressing the crowd for the very first time. And he's telling them who Jesus is and what he has done. And what he can do for our lives. Look with me again in verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We live in a day where anybody can come to Christ. Uh, uh, sometimes it's easy to think uh, like we, uh, when we look around and when we read the news or listen to the media, we, we think like, oh, this, are such a this is such a bad time to live in. But I think it's a great time to live in because anybody, I mean, whosoever can come to Christ anytime. All we have to do is trust in him and say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. And I trust you. As my Savior, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus paid the price for our sins. We have the most, uh, most capabilities to reach the world for Christ. We have internet, we have social media, we have everything. We can use those to reach more people for Christ. And now we, even in our church, we have live stream. Now, outside of even the people gathered here, we can reach more people, even, even people in India, people who, who don't really come to church here. They can watch the services online. And it's, it's a great thing to have. God's given us a great tool. And most of all, He's given us the Holy Spirit and, and access or, or, or that, that anybody can come to Him. And at this point, Peter is preaching a message that you and I ought to be preaching. He preaches about who Jesus is and what he has done. And also, he wants us to understand the power we have through the Holy Spirit. The message we need to proclaim as a church, as an individual, as a, as a, as a young boy or a girl, as a teenager, as a parent, as a mom or a dad, that... Jesus Christ loves them and that they can have freedom through Christ, freedom from sin through Christ. Let's have a word of prayer as we again to our sermon this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time and thank you for your word. Thank you for a place that we can come together and worship. Lord, I pray that you'll help me to communicate your truth 
Lord, I ask that you'll fill me with your spirit. Help each and every one of us here to uh, realize your power, your, what, what you have done on the cross for, for us. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to remind you that who, who is speaking right here in this passage in Acts chapter 2. This is the same man, the Peter, right? We all know, we all make fun of sometimes. Peter, who, who was caught denying as a follower of Christ three different times. Uh, and, and also, at this moment, he is telling people that Jesus is alive. Right? People, uh, or Peter made a lot of mistakes in his life. He, he, he denied Christ three different times, and there were people who, who saw him deny Christ, and they were gathered there when he preached. But we see in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus asked his disciples, Whom say ye that I am? Peter says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. He got that one right. Uh, we can, there are times when we will make mistakes, when there are times when we will have spiritual setbacks, but we should never lose confidence in the fact that Jesus is God and that we are saved by grace through faith alone. So now, the Holy Spirit is living inside of him. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in him. And so this world is a different world today, or, and the world is very different. After this day, the Holy Spirit is working around the world in people's lives, especially the believers. Let's look at verse uh, 22 and 23. The Bible says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved by God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you and yourselves also known. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. So Peter is speaking to the people that saw the miracles that Jesus did. And at this point, he spoke with much confidence because, uh, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. He was declaring the truth about who Jesus is. And never forget that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of you. If you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave is living inside of you. And when Peter was speaking, there were people who saw him deny Christ three different times. And there were people present at that moment who saw Jesus perform the miracles. Like, for example, when he healed the blind and when he, when he, uh, when he called Lazarus to come forth. These people were there. They saw it all. And Peter was preaching to this crowd. He spoke with much confidence. The first thing I want us to see from this passage today is in uh, verse 24. Whom God had raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. God is a God of power. As it says in this verse, because it was not possible that he 
should not be holden of it. Death could not hold him. The greatest enemy of mankind, death, every, uh, many people are afraid of dying, but death could not hold him. We see in the Bible that there are few people who rose from the dead. We see a few in the Old Testament and some in the New Testament. Uh, I uh, talk about Lazarus, right? We all know the story of Lazarus. Where after he was already dead, Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he came alive, right? I heard a preacher say one time, it's a good thing that Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. If he didn't say Lazarus, if he had just said, come forth, there would have been a lot of people that day. So it's very good that he said, Lazarus, come forth. He had the power to do that. The only difference between those people who came alive between, uh, with Jesus is that those people, yes, they came back to life, but after a few years, they died again. Jesus, after he rose from the grave, he is still alive. 2,000 years later, he is still alive. He is back in heaven preparing a place for you and I. He is alive. He is at the right hand of God, and he is coming back for you and me. And that's who Jesus is. He is a God of power. The whole world during that time was against him. The traditions, the religions of that time was against him. Uh, The strongest army of that time was against him. They crucified him. They sealed him in the tomb. And, And they even put Roman soldiers to guard his tomb. But death could not hold him. Jesus is a God of power. The message that Peter wants us to preach to the whole world is that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. He died and rose again for us. He paid the price for our sins. And our God is a God of power. And next thing we can see in this passage is see in verse uh, 25. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, and he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. God is a God of power, and God knows everything. Right? Maybe you've met people who know a lot of things, many things about a certain topic. For example, or in other words, Apple or Facebook knows everything, right? When you search something, the next thing they start advertising. When you talk about food, they start showing you all the advertisement for food. Probably you can order food online. Or even one time, I had never even searched this, just once, random. My phone was not even right next to me, I think. I was talking to my wife, and I said, oh, it would be nice to have uh, own a Toyota Tacoma. A couple of minutes later, I went on my phone. First thing that popped up, Toyota Tacoma, 10% off. Come buy it right now. I had not even searched it. Yeah, Apple and Facebook knows everything, right? Uh, I'm just kidding. But you see, they know a lot of things, but God knows even more than that. He knows everything. I love how Peter is quoting Scripture in his first sermon, we see he quoted Joel chapter 2, and now he's quoting David from Psalm 16 in verse 25. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. 
what Peter was saying was, he, he, he's telling the crowd that David is speaking about Jesus here. He's not speaking about himself in Psalm 16. He's speaking about our Savior, how Jesus would feel on the cross at Calvary. Jesus had always God the Father before his face. He knew God the Father knew what he was going through. While he was on the cross, he was continually thinking that the Father was always in control. He cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And even while he was suffering on the cross, we see in this verse, Therefore, my heart rejoice. He is rejoicing on the cross. He's experiencing the worst pain, the worst grief that anybody could ever experience. But he's saying, my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. We don't see any kind of bitterness even while he was suffering on the cross. His first words were, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was unjustly crucified he was, but he prayed for those who crucified him. In verse 26, Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. When you place this body in the tomb, my flesh shall rest in hope, knowing that the resurrection is going to take place. He knew that the resurrection was going to take place because he knew that God the Father was in control. He knew what he was doing and he had hope because God knew what God the Father was doing. In verse 27, But thou will not leave my soul in hell, Neither will thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. So he's saying, you will not leave my soul in the place of death. But his body could not be corrupt because it was perfect. His body was perfect. In verse 28, thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thou with thy countenance. I am looking forward to see his face. He's acknowledging the fact that God knows everything. He knew and cared about everything that Jesus was going through. And he says, he knows the way of life. And just like the Father knew everything about what Jesus was going through on the cross. He knows everything that you are going through right now. He knows about your physical struggles. He knows about your family conflicts. He knows about the, the conflicts at work or, or the struggles that you have in school, financial struggles, could be anything. God knows everything. And He knows that you and I are sinners. And we don't deserve to go to heaven. We deserve to go to hell. But he didn't want that to happen. He willingly became a man, lived a perfect and sinless life, and paid the price for our sins on the cross, even though he knew some would reject him. He did it because he loved us. God knows everything. And we don't have to worry about anything because He is in control. 
And if we look around the world, see, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with our jobs and with, with, with the country. The whole world in general is confused. But when you look at God's word, it's comforting to know that God knows everything. And he is in control. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not in thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Trust in him. See, our God is a God of power. And God knows everything. And lastly, God desires for you, you and I, to speak freely. Look with me in verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. After Peter speaks about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, he's, he, he quoted David, and now he's, he's saying, let me speak freely unto you. He, he is honoring uh, King David as well. He's not trying to say bad things about David. David was, David was amazing, but God is more powerful. He says, I want to speak to you freely or, or I want to speak to you boldly. David is dead and his body is still in the grave and we, we know where we buried him. But Peter is saying, listen, David, in Psalm 16, is not speaking about himself. He's speaking about Jesus. And if we read further in verse 30, Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn an oath, an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne, he, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus God, had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. When he says we are all witnesses, he's talking about those, the people who witnesses, witnessed the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. They saw him when he was alive, they saw him when he was crucified on the cross. They saw him when he performed all the miracles. They saw him after he rose from the grave. They were there. These people were witnesses. Peter was speaking boldly that Christ rose from the dead. I saw him. We are witnesses. We saw him alive. He says, I want to speak to you freely. God wants you and I to speak freely. What has God done for you? I know where my life would be without God. And I would be, I would be a mess without Him. And I mean, my wife thinks that I'm still a mess with Him. So I would be a really, in a really mess, a lot, a lot of mess without, without God. But God wants to speak freely of our salvation, about his love to the world. 
because the world doesn't know that the truth is here. We have the truth. We have God's word. And he wants us to speak freely. When I say speak freely, it's more of boldly. Because, uh, he wants us to speak boldly of Christ. And in our world today, people get a lot of information from, from books, from the internet, or, or from, from the news media, or so many different things. And there's also a lot of depression in this world. Crime rates are going up. And suicide rates are going up. But you and I know what can change all of that. We have God's word. We have God's truth. There is hope in Jesus Christ. And God wants to speak freely about his truth. There's so much wickedness promoted in our culture today. Uh, people speak freely about atheism. People sp freely uh, speak about evolution. People teach children in school about how they're related to monkeys. Or people uh, speak, about, speak freely about their immoral lifestyles. It's time that you and I stand up and speak freely about the gospel, about God's truth. And we can, and by the way, we can speak freely, we can speak boldly about God's truth in a loving and graceful way. Doesn't mean that when I, when I say we should speak, stand up and speak boldly, doesn't mean that we should stand up to their face and tell them they're, they're, what they're doing is wrong and they're sinners. No, we can speak truth in love. And that's what the world needs. Truth in love. Let's continue further in verse 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, ye had shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascend into the heavens. But he said to himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand. I love this verse. This, this verse speaks about the deity of Christ. The Lord said unto my Lord. Lord is speaking to the Lord. Sit thou on my right hand. The, the, God the Father uh, makes it clear that Jesus is God. He calls him Lord. Jesus is God. And verse th 35. Until I make thy foes thy footstool, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now they have heard this. They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? So they have heard Peter preach about Christ, that Jesus died for our sins and earlier in verse 21, it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? So now, after hearing Peter preach, they come to Peter and the apostles. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? I love Peter's response in verse 38. Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
So when the people that were gathered there after they heard Peter preach, they came up to him and said they were pricked by the uh, the verse in verse 37. Now this when they heard they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter, they were convicted by the Holy Spirit and they came to him and said, what shall we do now? Like, what can we do? Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. says, when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come and live inside of you. God wants us to surrender our lives to Him. And we need to ask daily to fill God to, or, or ask God to fill us with His Spirit every day. Being, being filled with the Spirit is not a one-time thing. Uh, Pastor made it very clear a couple of weeks ago that, yes, once you trust Christ as our Savior, you, the Holy Spirit and, comes, uh, and, and lives inside of you, but being filled with the Spirit, you have to surrender daily. Paul puts this this way, Be ye not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Spirit. When, when you drink wine in order, to, in order to stay drunk, you have to keep drinking, right? You have to keep drinking in order to stay drunk. In the same way, in order for us to be filled with the Spirit, we need to, we need to surrender daily, moment by moment. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill us and lead us and guide us and direct us. And ask the Holy Spirit to give us the power like he did with Peter, like he gave the power to preach boldly at Pentecost. Peter preached with much power in front of uh, thousands of people. And we can ask Jesus to give us the power to be, to be a witness to our neighbors, to give us the power to be, to be a witness to our coworkers, to present our bodies a living sacrifice giving our lives moment by moment, day by day. And it starts, it all starts with trusting in Him and asking the Lord to save us. Asking the Lord, accepting the Lord as our Savior and asking Him to fill us with His Spirit, give us power. And God can do that because our God is a powerful God. He is a mighty God. And we will continue to study in our passage next week. Pastor Will is going to continue in this passage as, as, as these people were, were saved and, and baptized. And we're going to, Pastor Will is going to preach about the first meeting, what they did in their first meeting, the first church. After they had heard what Peter preached at Pentecost, they applied the truth in their life. And we're going to, we're going to talk more about that next week. And this week, Today, we need to remind ourselves that our God is a powerful God. He knows everything, and He wants us to speak freely. He wants us to speak boldly about Him. And if we trust Him, we can trust Him. If we trust Him, God can use us. Our God is a powerful God. He can give us the power 
to speak boldly and freely. And He knows everything. He knows all our needs. He knows what we are going through every single day of our lives. And He wants us to speak freely with boldness so that we can, we can proclaim God's word with power to the people around us. And if we obey God's word, and if we obey Him, He will direct our lives. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word and your truth. Lord, thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. And you paid the price for our sins, Lord. If there's anyone in here that have never trusted you as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you will speak to them. You will convict their hearts, Lord. And Lord, for us Christians, as we, as we gather here this morning, Lord, I pray that you will help us to communicate your truth to the people around us. That you will give us the power, the boldness to speak your word.